0: Welcome back. It's time for your mind to be on the mat with Maya, my yoga audio. I'm your host, Megan Morgan. And I want to extend a very special welcome to all of our new listeners from around the world right now. In the last couple of weeks, we've had two more countries join our growing list of subscribers in Belgium and India. And what you may or may not know is that my mother was born in Belgium. So this is a little special moment of delight for me. And of course, India, world-renowned as the widely acknowledged birthplace of yoga itself. And this fills my heart with joy just to know we have listeners there too. Maya is for everyone. So a warm welcome to all. Today, it's time for a Maya interview and conversation, and these episodes are intended to be lively, informative, and health and wellness oriented to help support the practices of yoga both on and off the mat. I want to help listeners find different avenues into connection and healing through both a mindful and physical practice, as well as the wisdom and gifts that are brought on board by our guests. And today, we are beyond blessed to have the opportunity to meet Quinn Yamamoto, more widely known as Quinn for the Win, on social media. Quinn and I met a few years ago when she started coming to my classes at the Raw Yoga Center, and we always got to talking before and after class. Her energy and zest for life and love greets you immediately. She is a huge advocate of becoming your own best friend. She has personally experienced almost losing her life due to serious medical complications, and she's also suffered through depression and heavy codependency. She has found the real important work she is meant to do is self-love work. Today, she supports individuals who seek guidance on their self-love journey through one-on-one coaching, group coaching. Short and focused five-day self-love challenges, and by co-hosting in-person workshops that she's co-created with another dear friend and collaborator, Hallie Inez Miglietta, called Self-Love Exodus. She's also the co-creator of Win With Women, sessions in partnership with Feminism, an organization that she says is purpose work and a true sisterhood that gives a shit about supporting women to win in their personal and professional work. Quinn, this is just an intro (laughs) to what I know about you. And there's so much more to what you are doing and creating with your life. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today.
1: That was so good. I was quite (laughs) impressed when I saw the intro and just hearing it out loud. It's like, wow, like you just nailed
0: it. I so appreciate that. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Can you tell us now in your you know, in your own <laughs> words, what do you think is your most in purpose? Right, You're doing so many things. So what's yes. your most important purpose right now? Uh, the
1: self-love work, mm-hmm. like really, really experiencing what that means, what that looks like and how that's doing for my life and paying it forward to others, helping guide people through their self-love work also.
0: That's huge. Yeah, so
1: everything that you see I'm creating is an extension of that. Mm
0: hmm. I wanted to dive right into the Go ahead. kind of big <laughs> <Go> topic. <ahead. laughs> um, so one of the first things I learned after meeting you is that you've experienced two, at least two, that I know yeah. of, really serious medical crises that had you quite literally hovering at death's door. You know, from my experience in my book as well, that's a topic I'm close to. Would you be willing to talk about those experiences with us and- Um, What about them might have shifted your perspective and the way you lived your life afterwards and now?
1: For sure. Thank you for uh, asking that question. The second serious, like, medical near-death experience hit me more, and I want to share about how how different these two experiences were because the first one was actually way more serious, yet I didn't take that seriously. Crazy, right? And then this last one, it was, it was serious, but it wasn't as like, like for an example, I'm just going to dive right into it. So the one in 2009, I had toxic shock syndrome from using a different brand of a tampon. I remember it was like April and, but just long story short, I remember changing my tampon in the middle of that night. And and again, like when I went to go buy, it was a different brand that I normally like wear because it was on sale. I just Mm -hmm. bought it spontaneously. Woke up in the middle of the night, changed my tampon. And the moment when I woke up, I was late for school and I just jetted out of the the house, got in my car. And already I felt sick. Already. Like I felt like anyone that's experienced a stomach flu and how you have like the fever, the cold chills, and like you just feel like your body's shutting down. It felt like a stomach flu. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm sick. I didn't realize it was my tampon. In the back, 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 back of my mind, I thought it could be that. But because I never experienced anything like that, I've experienced stomach flus before. I just thought, oh, stomach flu. Okay, I'm getting sick. But I was like, oh, I'll be okay. I go to class, and it just gets worse and worse. And my I remember my classmates just looking at me like, uh, you are not okay. Are you okay? I was like, I think I got the stomach flu. Anyways, I went home, threw up, had all the symptoms like diarrhea and just oh. like, I just felt so sick. And I just remember being on the couch. Um, Being in pain and thinking to myself, this is the worst stomach flu that I've ever had in my life. Wow, my parents thought it was stomach flu. I remember, I think crackers and Sprite. Yes, (laughs) that' what you eat. I remember that, and then I couldn't even make it upstairs, so I stayed downstairs in that guest bedroom, and I was just sick. And my partner at that time, he came over to visit me, and he was like, "Have you been to the doctor?s You look like shit." And I said, "No, I haven't. I was just so dead." And I remember that I kept on passing out when I got up. It took me like forever just to get to the car to drive to the doctor.
0: You drove yourself? No, he drove me.
1: Oh, he drove me, yeah, there's no way. And we got there and yeah, they saw like I was nauseous. So they gave me, oh, and I kept on throwing up, (laughs) FYI. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they gave me a shot in my butt to stop the nausea. And the room just spun super fast. I remember looking at my partner at that time. I was like, "Something's not right." And the next thing you know, I'm opening up my eyes. I'm on the floor. I'm on the floor. Yeah. And people are just looking at me, and my ex just sitting right there, looking at me like he just seen a ghost. And I was like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "You just had a seizure." Oh. And he was like, "You have no idea how scary that was for me to watch you. I thought you were gonna die." And so they called the ambulance and now I'm being admitted to like the, you know, the ER getting checked out and they thought it was stomach flu. So they sent me back home. And I remember I know, and oh. there's so many stories like this where I've heard where the doctor will send you back home, but it was actually more of a serious issue than what they thought. And I just remember this moment in the bathroom where I was just looking at myself, my, My eyes and my skin was yellow. It was like a tint of yellow and I was trying to shower and I remember getting out of the shower and passing out. And my mom heard me and she had already called 911, I didn't realize. She knew something was wrong. So 911, the ambulance was already on its way and then that's when they really, really, really went deeper and they realized you have toxic shock syndrome. So I was in the hospital for a month I was sedated for a week or two, kind of forget, I have to ask my sisters, I know I was sedated, they're like, you know, you were sedated for like a week, right? I'm like, wait, what? But yeah, from the toxic shock syndrome, it caused pneumonia in my lungs. And so I actually have surgery scars from going into surgery twice in a row, because there was a a blood clot or something that built up in my lungs. They had a drain, so I have like a drain, puncture wound here where they put tubes in there and they drained all the they were trying to drain all the liquid out and then I had to go into surgery the very next day so there was that had internal bleeding with my nose and just oh my gosh it just felt like it would never end but this is so funny because after all of this being in the hospital for a month and losing all my muscles having to walk like learning how to walk again being on an oxygen tank I serious I just yeah very very serious All I knew at that time to cope was to go out and drink. Ah. So my lifestyle this time was going out clubbing, drinking, having fun. Mm -hmm. And I was in this relationship that was actually very codependent. And so even when I was recovering and I was like, okay, like getting a job, getting my feet back up again, um, my five-year relationship ended. And I just like tried going back to my life of partying and drinking. So I, I, I got back into that and then I noticed something funny was going on with my lungs. I was like, and then that kind of like woke me. I was like, okay, Quinn, what are you doing? Yeah. A step you just back. had surgery on your lungs, like pneumonia in your lungs and all this and you're drinking. What are you doing? So I quit drinking for four months, but even then I went back into drinking after that. So I was, I just wanted my life back. So that was that. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was 2009. And then the second uh, medical experience that you mentioned happened. Uh, I ended up getting a hysterectomy in 2018. So I found out about my pre-cancer cells in 2017 that fall. I was actually just going for a normal pap smear. I was like, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. So I went and then for the first time they called me on the phone like a week later, asking me to come in immediately. So I'm like, what is this? And I went, and the doctor came in, just gave it to me straight, like kind of like very concerned and frantic a little bit. He was like, so that came out way far worse than I thought. You have severe pre, this is what I believe he said, you have severe level three pre-cancer cells. I don't know if you have you have plans to have kids or not, but we're going to have to do a cone Something cone cone knife biopsy or something, okay. and he started. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh, "What? Yeah, <laughs> pre-cancer." Hearing your name and cancer in the same sentence just like that day just took a big pause. And when I found this out, I had already started my self-love journey, mm-hmm. starting in 2016. So I was watching myself go through this, and of course, this is where I feel like I was really having a conversation with death because you think of the worst case scenario i'm like oh my god what if i do have cancer oh my god this is crazy what if i only have a short time to live and all these answers started to come where it's like i wouldn't i thought to myself i wouldn't do the um what is that that people do when they get um treatment i wouldn't i wouldn't do that
0: oh um, i don't know what. chemotherapy yeah, chemotherapy <laughs> i was
1: like i'm not gonna i don't think i would put myself through that i don't i don't know if i would do that and anyway i just thought about how what if my life was short shortened. And I took that very seriously and I continued to go to work that day and no one knew. I told, I started telling some people that I knew, knew that I had a appointment at the doctors, but I think it was just one girlfriend that I told before I went to work and I just felt so grateful. Like I was already practicing gratitude, you know, with my self-love journey and stuff and I have never felt that deep level of gratitude for everything yeah your whole life my whole life life and there was a member there I was I was working at the hive I'm still working at the hive um but at that time I remember a member came up to me asking me for a stapler and I just appreciated that moment so much (laughs) as if it was the last time I was gonna see her or something you know and I thought to him I was sitting there I was like this is so insane how it took this experience for me to experience this
0: that brings it down to earth level right like i often go on about these you know esoteric things and these like you know amazing experiences you can have spiritually and sometimes it really is being grateful that somebody's asking for us like that honestly like we can laugh about it but that's i mean that's taking gratitude to a new level and there's i have it's funny yesterday my daughter asked me about i have this five-year gratitude journal on my nightstand and she's like do you use that every day and I said you know I don't I said I tend to only use it when I'm feeling down like when I feel like I can't get out of a rut that I'm in I know I have to return to gratitude and then I will be thankful for that cup of tea I will be thankful that the mail got delivered today I you know and you you find these things and then it builds you back up by being thankful for others I think that's key that's a key. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Thank I know. You. We could, I know
1: we could go on about that because that's what started me on my self love journey. I started mm-hmm. creating like a practice of being grateful, but actually expressing it.
0: Yes. You know my journal. Making it more real. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh! Yeah,
0: <laughs> so like, there's so many things. Can... <laughs> there's so many things in
1: that because uh-huh. I tell people that was the best experience of my life. I felt like I was living life on the edge because like after I found out that news, and then when I start to accept it. And, like, really think about what's going to give me peace of mind Mm -hmm. no matter what happens. (laughs) And my priorities just, everything just dropped. And I saw two clear priorities. And it was family and my self-love work. Like, those two things came up. And under family, it was, like, not only my immediate family, but, like, friends that I consider family. Mm -hmm. And then my self-love work is things that I'm actually passionate about, like, my that's all in alignment with my purpose work and what I'm here, mm-hmm. what I'm meant to do. All those two just showed up so loudly. And since then, I just like spent so much time in those areas. And I just felt like I was living life on the edge and I felt so free. Yeah. And uh,
0: everything I, became clear.
1: Everything became so, so clear. And when the results came from the biopsy, the doctor had already discuss with me, if the results shows up this... I highly suggest we go this route. Mm-hmm. If it shows up as cancer, that's a whole different conversation. We will have that if it is that. But yeah, the results came back, no cancer, but it came out to the other result, which was there was two severe types of precancer cells that showed up. And around the piece that they took out, there was like a bunch surrounding that. Oh, okay. Order. so that means there's more yeah <laughs> you know invasive yeah and so I made peace with that I said yeah if it if it's that then I will have the biopsy I mean the um hysterectomy, hysterectomy because mm-hmm. I need to have peace of mind this know?
0: is all of these experiences too are reminding me that part of our self-love and self-care work is prioritizing women's health and it's not I don't want to like completely dragged the medical system but there there is especially with women there is a history of like not taking things seriously and I think about you know how differently this could have turned Mm -hmm. out for you if you didn't have a like I mean you were so sick you couldn't even advocate for yourself but thankfully you had a partner and a mom and family members at the time who could help advocate be like no this is serious she needs to go back to the hospital and just spreading that awareness that these things still happen i mean i grew up in the 80s and 90s and it was like everybody talked about tss back then and i'm Mm. not hearing the conversation as much about it now i think people think it's gone away and you can get tss from not just from using tampons i mean men can get tss too right from injuries and the complications that can result from that your organs shut down
1: so that's what was happening and like you're absolutely right when you said it's for everyone to be hyper aware because i have some friends that husbands or whatnot our doctors and they're aware of that and like they said if it was like a couple days later like who knows because your body
0: was basically shutting down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh super serious. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. I know. So I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have so much to learn from you and one of the things I wanted to bring up there was a live post I believe that you did it was a little over a year ago now that I loved and you had just finished running in the park and you had some amazing revelations about relationships, family, insight into your life, which you felt so strongly about that you had to share with your followers right then and there in that moment. And I too find deep insights through yoga, running, being in nature. Can you tell us if you can still remember that one specific incident or any other major downloads you've had as a result of these health practices?
1: Yeah, I knew exactly which one you were talking about when you said that because I, if this was the right one, I was crying. I ended up crying during my share after this revelation, after running. So a family member um, OD'd on drugs. And this family member was in the hospital. And because of my self-love practice, I had a lot of space to support family at that time. But Um, But yeah, I had to take care of myself. So during this jog, that came up. And at the end, uh, for those of you who jog out there, it's totally like a mind practice. Mm -hmm. I'll say things to myself all the time, like mantras to keep me going. That was one of my
0: questions I wanted to ask you. (laughs) And I was like, I've asked her too many questions. Okay, perfect. Yeah,
1: go, go. And (laughs) these self mantra messages would just come up. And a popular one is, Uh, you're more than your body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're more than your body. Or like there's just these things that come up and I continue going. And because that was happening, what really picked up my momentum of running was the thought of like being strong for my family. Mm. That was super scary, you know, seeing this family member in the hospital. And I just thought about like when I was running, this message came up where your are family needs you at these very moments and if you are not practicing your self-love if you're not taking care of yourself everyone's going to fall down people talk about being strong and a lot of times it's they're having to grab everything out of them but really they're depleting themselves so when I was running I'm like this is what it looks like like I talk about becoming a self-love warrior (laughs) like we need to become that in order to really, truly have the space to be strong when stuff like this happens with family members. So that was my biggest revelation. Like, not only am I building myself to be this strong individual for myself, but it's for moments like this. And you're becoming basically an example. Because self-love, like, we do not grow up with examples of what it looks like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We grow up with what it looks like to not practice <laughs> self-love. Yes. So, um, yeah, that was a big moment. So I love
0: that. That was what really I hadn't seen you in a while in person when you posted that. And it just brought me right back to the just the wisdom and the energy and the love that you bring. It was just so honest and so real. I'm well up a little bit now (laughs) (laughs) thinking about it so we'll we'll move move on um (laughs) to something and i wanted to And this may sound frivolous but you know why i'm bringing it up um talking about makeup yes so it might seem strange but this is another standout topic that you have repeatedly broached and about how our self-worth our self-esteem is far too often attached to these external masks, quote unquote, that we show the world. Musician Alicia Keys actually took a similar stance a few years back, too. And I found it incredibly empowering. And I suspect you do, too. My girls have always loved Alicia Keys. And just seeing that, a grown woman just saying, this is not for me. I don't I don't need this. Like This is designed to make you feel bad about yourself not knocking anybody who does also yes, thank <laughs> for mentioning that <Yes>. yeah because <laughs> no. some people have some response yeah. like, i don't think there's anything wrong with makeup you exactly. know I like i hear what you're saying mm-hmm. yeah so tell us about i think mostly saying goodbye i don't know if you're like staunch makeup free or just <laughs> wearing less of it but how did that help your transition to being more of the real quinn all the time
1: i see it as another layer you're being challenged to take off an, a heel through another layer because i was just telling my mom like in the beginning of my exposure to makeup You know, it was my mom's bathroom, you know, as a little kid, like Mm -hmm. so that was more of like a curious experimental moment when it got to middle school. My best friend at the time, she had a ton of makeup and she was inviting me to try it on. I was like, oh, okay. But what really added a negative use of it was when I started observing the kids in middle school, the girls who got a lot of attention and that were popular, they were all wearing makeup. They all looked a certain way. They all dressed a certain way. And so when you have no clue of who you are as a person, and when you already have pains of being bullied, for an example, you're going to look for things to gain that like power back. So yeah, that's when I started wearing makeup and being like everyone else mm-hmm. to fit in. And there was this added layer of me being new to the town because I had just moved up from San Jose. Okay. So I was just being exposed to this life in middle school, like, whoa, and just wanting to be loved and liked and accepted and to fit in. Yeah, and years later. So I wore makeup since then. And I had huge acne For those of you who've had acne issues, it was so bad. And so another reason to layer up and hide that. And it wasn't until a couple years ago on my self-love journey, uh, my partner today, he is a huge, he he was my example of what self-love looked like, what it looked like to be committed to yourself. And he would ask me these questions. He would challenge me by asking questions. And he said, so why do you wear makeup? And who is it for? And <laughs> I was like, Ugh. oh, interesting. Yeah. The bullshit answer. Oh, it enhances your features. <laughs> that was my bullshit answer. But I, I, that, that stumped me. So I meditated on it a little bit. And I just I knew because I just went to the very beginning of when I started heavily wearing it. And a couple of days later, maybe a month or a while later, I was parked in downtown for work. And after my shift... I went to my car and I saw that someone had broken into my car and took the bag that had all my makeup in there. Oh, my goodness. And someone that practiced a lot of gratitude. So at this time, I'm so used to turning negative things into something positive. I'm like, maybe this is a sign. (laughs) Yeah. I did that as a sign. I was like, okay, um, let's see what it would be like to start wearing less and if I was to wear makeup it's like literally super like more of like a, the natural look mm-hmm. um, but eventually it went to no makeup because yeah I, I think I only replaced a few things I can't I can't really mm-hmm. remember but I was like okay, hey, what do I have left let me just work with that but I was just telling my mom before I got here when I did that This might sound so silly, but this is so real when you're so attached to looking a certain way, Mm -hmm. your routine of wearing makeup. I mean, it was to the point where I would make sure I have my makeup on me all the time. And the days that I forgot my makeup bag at home, I freaked out Yeah, because I thought people were going to treat me differently. Because in middle school, I was taught, if you look this way, we'll treat you this way. We'll really see you and we'll treat you as someone worthy and important. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah. And I remember going to work without makeup and people treated me the same. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what? Oh i've been thinking I'm, this all already this time awesome, okay? okay i'm already awesome people love me for my awesomeness it's not about how i look <laughs> and for the people who do you know they fade away and even with like my engagement on social media how it would like show up in these ways i have noticed even that like a little bit of engagement has gone down just and i was thinking that i was experimenting that. i was like if i do, if i'm showing up really as myself is that going to affect the people who are following me or listening to me and it's gone down a little bit but what happened is that you start attracting these
0: listeners that are more of quality yeah the people that are resonating at that same Truly. level really that most that post you did where you were in full makeup mm-hmm. but you were from an older time yes. but the the written part was about how you were not that person anymore and i saw how many likes right that it got and i was like And that's why I commented. I'm like, I'm not going to like this post. I'm going to like comment here and tell you how much I like what you're saying. Cause again, it's these are tools, right? Yes, they're enhancements and whatever. And I've always had a take it or leave it approach with Mm. makeup. But that middle school experience, it's so true that at that most vulnerable time of our lives, and I think we're all taught that was my middle school experience too. And I can remember teachers taking me aside saying, You don't need all that, like you actually look better without it. And learning that very young and thinking, okay, so my reaction to that was, okay, there's grownups who are telling me that I don't need it. So I must (laughs) either look like an idiot or, you know, so it made me question it very young. I didn't just swallow it, but I know that's not the experience for. everyone so i love that i love that and as you just mentioned you are now in what seems um like a committed and publicly acknowledged romantic relationship after several years of doing a ton of solo self-work to be the best possible you tell us about that what does this feel like how did you two meet have you know it's, maybe you've known each other for a while
1: since 2016 okay yeah yeah so when i uh because i remember beginning of 2016 i told myself okay this is it. i'm gonna freaking marry myself and like commit to myself I, remember that remember prom- that promise I consciously really like made that promise to become my own best friend into like marry myself and be with myself and then I met him at a mixer and so interesting because at that time and I tell people this all the time I was dating for friends you know I was at this point where I was like okay I've done the long-term relationship that was so that drained so much of my energy so I only have space for positive people people either support me or, you know, so I I would literally hit up people for coffee dates when I felt a positive energy from them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm curious if they're on their self-love journey. Because when I started to really have good days as like a consistency, it's like, wow, I wonder if there's anybody else out there like this that's experiencing this. So anyone that radiated positive energy, yeah. I'm like, coffee date, coffee date, coffee date, male or woman, coffee date, coffee date, coffee date. And it led me to this mixer and he just showed up and You know, a lot of times, I guess like with males, I'm not saying for all males, (laughs) but they, how would I say it? You don't see positive energy often, at least from like my circle of where I was at. And so that really stood out to me. And you can see that right away. Yes. Yeah. Right away. And it just, it was so loud. I mean, he's so colorful. He was so colorful. He was just like, like the way that he was like talking to people and someone had referred me to connect with him to get to network with him because I was with, like, a health company at that time and, you know, a distributor and stuff like that. Like, connect with him. He's healthy. He cycles all the time. Long story short, I added him on Facebook right away. I met him there. I was like, I need to add him. Coffee date. We did the coffee date. And since then, we've just been close um, as friends. And what stood out was how he asked me questions and how aware he was. So I was really looking for indicators of someone who was aware. Because, right, you got to be aware to start the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed he just, like, had this commitment to himself. And he's kind of the opposite of me. He was not experiencing a lot of relationships because he was so dedicated to his life and to his family, to himself. We committed to each other to be in a committed relationship in 2018. Overall, I will just say that... For the first time in my life, I experienced what a healthy relationship feels like. Like, I would say he is the number one person that I truly feel I can be myself with. And to really hold a safe space for me when I'm in my shit. Mm -hmm. And support me to process and not take anything personally. We were friends for such a long time. That was the foundation of even considering us as a romantic thing
0: that's amazing yeah and
1: people ask me my clients you know they always ask me so how does that work and I was like you know what they will either flow in your life or not so what does that mean you need to figure out what your flow is because if you're seeing someone take you away from that flow what does that say about how much you value your own flow or how how they're taking from you
0: yeah. Are and they meeting you there? Are they flowing with you? Yeah, are they or, flowing with you okay. or even
1: enhancing and challenging you to even enhance it even more? Yeah. Right? And if it's, that's not there, then what is it? So I always tell them that, like, you should still be able to, like, do your thing and not feel this guilt thing or, you know what I mean? Mm. Are they taking you away from or, or along with you on that flow or even challenging you or finding ways to support you in that flow even more?
0: I love that. Yeah. I love That's like a whole other like love languages talk but like much simpler without breaking people down into boxes just like what are they contributing what are they meeting you at when and challenging what? it's i'm a person i find it hard other than those who are most close to me like my children and my husband i can call them out on anything <laughs> but anybody else i sort of you know it's harder to do that as as a friend and in a relationship so that's that's huge i think that's really valid advice for yes. everybody in all kinds of um, relationships. So tell us about self-love stories. This oh. is something I just discovered on your page. And I was like, I think this is brilliant. I want to <laughs> know all about it.
1: Is it what I'm doing every Monday? Like what's your self-love story? Yeah, okay. it shows your,
0: your picture with another person's picture and it looks like it's a live convo.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm taking a break from it right now. But what I, what I wanted to do was you know, I mean, I can only talk for so much and <laughs> share my story for so much. I know there's so many people out there who have their pains and their struggles and how they got along the self-love journey. So a lot of times we see a lot of people in there like, uh-huh, like their, their their awesome moments, you know? Oh, right, the pinnacle. I, yeah. yeah, the pinnacle. <laughs> I wanted to highlight what it actually looked like for them to get there. So it's one thing here in my story, but when you hear other people sharing that part, about their story, we can relate and have more hope. When we see more examples that's similar to our story, that we need more examples. So that gives us more hope. And um, perhaps we take those tips in more than from someone who had a different story, still got through their, you know, started yeah. their self-love journey, but it'll resonate more. So that's what really inspired it. And people don't get seen, people don't. Yeah. And there's another way for for me to let people know that like, I see you. This is why, like, what are you doing right now? You know, like, I see you. You're valuable. Like, yes, you have a self-love story. I've highlighted some of my clients on there that have ne- so many people have not gone on live there before. So it was kind of, like, cool to give them that experience, yeah. too, and let them know that it's
0: okay to be yourself. This is why I do live. Like, it's okay to be yourself. And just do it that. It's the non- Disney-fied version of our lives right like giving real value to these authentic experiences like totally. as you said it's great to have these pinnacle moments and when you reach and even then when you reach there that's one of the conclusions i've come to as well the older i get yeah life is built from these series of moments and would i love to live in that pinnacle moment forever of course, we, you know we all would love to live in the pinnacle moment because it feels so good yeah. and endorphins are high and you're like yes. But then what? Inevitably, there's a fall, right? We can't live in that perfect space we all forever. Have
1: pains. Yeah. you know, I realized you know there there was a question that someone asked do you. We do you feel like we'll ever be completely healed? I was like, well, I can only share with you from my experience. I'm healing every day. Yeah.
0: It's ever-evolving, yeah. yeah.
1: And there's things in my life where I am able to talk about comfortably now because I have healed through it so many times that I'm able to talk about it from a place where I don't feel shameful about it. So there's that part of the healing. And even with that, there's always a deeper place that you can go and continue to heal through that. So I was like, it's ongoing, girl.
0: It, it is. <laughs> it's ongoing, yeah. Shame, that's important what you brought up, too, about shame. It's the darkest, There's. I feel like. <sighs> either like we do it to ourselves but it's because we've learned it and been made to feel that way yes um from other people mm-hmm. and so digging through that right and being being shame free yourself for whatever it is there's a hundred million reasons we can shame ourselves and there's a yep. hundred million reasons not to so thank you for bringing that up one of the things I know is big um on your channel right now is with journaling and yeah. we hear about this a lot i I've personally found it to be really helpful. I use it mostly for dreams, ideas, gratitude journal, as I mentioned. So you've got a 30-day self-love journal program. And I wanted to ask you a couple questions about that. Where did this stem from? And then what does that practice of journaling look like? What does the 30-day program help participants to do?
1: Awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. So through coaching my clients and, you know, coming up with different programs, like I did these five days self-love challenges Mm -hmm. and uh, journaling would come up. And then I started thinking, I was like, hmm, I'm always giving my clients like a prompt to process through. You know, they'll share something with me and I'm Mm -hmm. like, ooh, this would be a good journal prompt for you. And then I hired a virtual assistant and I was like, ooh what if I came out with like all these questions to ask yourself and you're able to process this through journaling? Cause when I first started my journal journey, that's all I was doing. And that was one of the ways I was becoming my own best friend because we're tired, sick and tired of talking to people who don't have the space to (laughs) hear us out. Right. So why don't we listen to ourselves? So it was a mixture of all of that. And then I created this kind of like, it hasn't been released yet, but we were working on like releasing a mini journal of full of gratitude prompts because that was such a thing for me different ways that you can be grateful from surface middle and then deeper and then you know when ideas just kind of like show up right i was with my partner i was like i just i have this idea someone just asked me if i have a journal full of prompts for them to work through or something and i just had this idea anyways that's what started it because we both of us sat down and he actually had all of this in his head already of how to navigate people from point A to like point B, basically of mm-hmm. how to be aware in these areas of your life. So the 30 day journal that we created, now there's four levels of it.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We haven't
1: created the fourth one yet, but we know what it's gonna be. We have level one, two, and three. So the first level, of the 30, this 30 day um, program, is all about awareness. And we focus on three areas. The first area is love and relationships because that is huge. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like the first question is, what has been your relationship with love? And then it goes deeper. And then with your family members, with your coworkers, like everybody in your life. And uh, then it goes into promises, kind of promises have you made to yourself or, you know, that goes deep in that. And then questions before starting your self-love journey. So it's literally helping an individual start. I so it's called The Start. this. Yeah. And it goes deeper and deeper. Yeah.
0: A couple of weeks ago, we had a licensed therapist on the show, mm-hmm. Nicole Carter. And it sounds a lot like one of the things she was talking about, people hesitate to go to therapy because they're afraid of what they're going to be asked. They're afraid of, you know, the homework they're going to be given and what things are going to be dug up. This is a way journaling like and if it feels weird or alien to you on your own this sounds like it's a really good way to like there's no fear of the blank page here you can start doing your inner work right away
1: yes and there's a video attached to each question so furthermore you get coaching basically like a course there's there's coaching videos on every single journal prompt and then there's more support that we give we'll meet up on Zoom weekly, and we just added more support with Voxer, so we can check on you throughout the week. So it's a very like a lot of support. However, how much support you need, but we have it available for an individual just starting their self love journey, or even if you're on your self love journey. I'm sure these questions have not been asked.
0: Yeah, (laughs) they're gonna help. I've been seeing the testimonials of people who are doing them, and it's wow, that's high praise. So thank you for putting that out there. Huge, huge resource. (laughs) And then to switch over to another program you're doing, you do so many things and I (laughs) I love it. They're all interrelated and connected. Meditate and conversate. Mm -hmm. So this looks like it's something you do each Thursday of the week with Hallie as part of Self Love Exodus. What's that all about?
1: So uh, the Hive, the Urban Hive, has the co-working place has asked us to host because they they always had meditation as something that members can participate in. And they saw us doing our workshops so they said, hey, like, would you mind hosting Meditate, Meditation at the Hive? And then we just came up with a different name for it. Meditate and Conversate, not just meditate, but let's talk about it. Hmm. So we decided to host one for the public, not just for the Urban Hive on Tuesdays. So that's how we came up with a Thursday. So it's a safe place where people can come and experience meditation, guided meditation. Okay. what? Where, that's where Hallie will lead it. And I lead the conversation where we all get to share, process if needed. Nice. Um. Yeah, and it's been so good. It's And it's different every single week because Hallie is so amazing with like, the prompts or like the where we're going to go today, you know, every week yeah. is so different. So, yeah, and that's virtual right now, mm-hmm. you know. That's capitalizing so on we- your
0: strengths. I know both of you. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, there is great. no more of a perfect pairing for this kind of a topic than you two. <laughs> oh, I love that. So do you have any special, I mean, you have a lot we've already (laughs) talked about. Is there anything else that you're launching soon or that you're planning that people can learn more about the practice of self-love and is the best, what's the best place for people to connect more with what with what you're doing
1: Mm, i'm very active on instagram and facebook okay so if you just look for quinn for the win q-u-y-n-h for the win on instagram if you click the link in my bio you will see everything Mm -hmm. um today tonight is the last day to sign up for the third round that we're doing with the 30-day journal okay level one and we'll always do rounds of these and there is a self-love exodus workshop that i do with hallie once a month that has been released is on the 18th of november it's once a month and the topic is heart filter oh <laughs> how to have a strong filter to keep the bad out and the good in mm-hmm. protecting your heart basically that's what it's about Very nice but yeah those are the top two that's on my mind right now the
0: 30 day journal yes and the self-love exodus workshop love it yeah so Tell us about yoga. You would think this was the first question I would ask you about. (laughs) Right. But I wanted to kind of, you know, approach the end of our conversation with it because we met through yoga and I know you practice it still. But what is yoga to you? What does that practice look like? What does it do for you in your life?
1: Every time when I get on the yoga mat. Oh, gosh, I miss the studio so much. (laughs) It honestly helps me spiritually align with myself. What I love about yoga so much is not only are you taking care of your body physically, I mean, you're strengthening your body, you're stretching out your body, but you're also meditating. Mm -hmm. That's what I love so much. It's like you get everything. You take care of your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health, and your spiritual health. clears up so much space. So yoga to me is a self-love practice that helps me spiritually align with myself. There's just something about it where you're able to work out and sweat and also um, have the space to meditate and like, you know, align with yourself. It is. Uh, it's, it, ha- it helps me feel so much more like me and heals. Also there's times where I've cried mm-hmm. on the yoga mat after when I'm done. <sighs> yeah. We
0: hold so much tension in our bodies and you're right. It is yoga is, it can be meditation sitting still, but it's also a moving meditation yes, and your body meditation. knows it it knows it so when we release those things it's like it can be good tears sometimes it's sad tears but it's also it's just like your body saying thank you
1: exactly it's one of the most loving things that you can do for yourself seriously so yeah it's that's what yoga is to me like spiritually aligning with
0: myself in all those areas beautiful thank you quinn so much for being here today
1: thank you for having me here That was so
0: good Before we close out and say officially goodbye to Quinn, I just wanted to take a moment to remind everyone about Maya Perks. These are special offers from brands that help to cover the production costs of the Maya podcast. There's everything from purchase links to my book, as well as products that I use and love, usually with a discount for your first order. And I don't plug anything that I don't love myself. So to find them all, Navigate to the Maya website at myyogaaudio.com forward slash Maya perks. And you can also follow us on Instagram at my yoga.audio because i post those discount codes in the feed and stories regularly too along with information on our guests so like quinn is here today so we're going to be posting her picture we're going to be posting links to all of her workshops and upcoming events the topics that we talk about i've started looking into those brands and resources and tips that our guests share with us so that listeners can follow that along um, and as well as tips for your physical yoga practice too. So please join our online community, follow along with Quinn for the win, share your feedback with me and those who you think might enjoy this podcast and its related channels. So here we are again at the close of another great conversation. Quinn, thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> it's very special. Thank you for being here today. And until next time, my friends, remember listen closely, expand exponentially. It's always a good time for your mind to be on the mat.